But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I read into your hearing Hebrew 11 and 6. Today my message is about remarkable faith, but I'm coming to you as the Spirit is allowing me to go on today. Is that okay? I feel that my message might cover a lot of things. I wrote some things down because I don't want to miss anything. And I'm going to literally keep talking until time permits me to stop. This message that was placed inside my heart, it came to me and I can't shake it from my system. Although we hear a lot about it. I believe hearing it again will help me and help someone else. A lot of us are struggling with faith. We are struggling because we live in a world where it is hard to believe in something, to be hopeful and in expectation of good things happening. All good things truly does come from God because he created good. He created good. His character reflects it. He is the source of it. It started with him because he is good and faithful, just pure, holy, merciful, graceful, loving. He cares about us being his creation. He cares about our soul. He wants us to be dependent on him. We are not in charge of our own lives. We can't do what we want, live the way we want to live. We don't need to be self-reliant. We live our lives according to obedience, doing the right things. What comes to my mind with the word remarkable is it stands out. It is worthy of attention above average, top-notch quality of faith that believers should aspire towards. But do we always have remarkable faith? Not always, but we can definitely mature over time. And that is definitely one of my goals, to have remarkable faith. We must eliminate doubt and negativity and rely on God more. And not just because we need him at a particular moment, I don't want to have faith in him just for my convenience. I want to put all my faith in him as a lifestyle choice. We want to place our faith in God for everything that it camps around our life. Everything that matters the most, like our marriages, parenthood, careers, finances, everything that surrounds us. Marriages is honorable in the eyes of God. It is a beautiful moment shared between two people who loves each other, but marriage is not without problems. Marriage is hard. Two people becoming one in the flesh, but there are two separate people with different identities, personalities, and upbringings, perspectives, joined together as one. When couples are not on the same page, who do they run to? Do we have faith that God can bring the marriage together when it is failing, or are we quick to step away from our communion with our spouse and run away from our problems? That's right, we faith it out. We work together as husband and wife to hold each other up and hold each other accountable to the word of God. We pray with one another, expand grace, take our problems to the altar, commit to reading the scripture together, allow God to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within both parties. We don't have all the answers in marriages, but we place our trust in the one who does. We want to place our faith in God as parents. 
the most happiest times of our lives is entering into marriage and entering into parenthood. But we naturally worry about our children's well-being from the time they are in the womb to the time they enter into this world and every single day afterwards. We want their lives enriched without issues. We protect them at all costs. We shelter them because we don't want them hurt. And sometimes our children run off course, off track, become lost and don't want our help. They get involved in the wrong things, hang around the wrong people that we are not comfortable with. But yet they are at an age where they are not easily influenced by what their parents has to say anymore. The parents fall into distress because we can't control their whereabouts or control them, period. Those times where we lose control, God is yet still in control. He loves them more than we do, and we have to lean and depend on God or go crazy about thinking about the what-ifs. And he is still watching over them just like he watches over you. He is patient with them just like he is patient with us. He is patient. He's waiting on them to invite them into his network so he can get their attention. He knows what they need more than us. Sometimes all we can do is let go and let God pave the way for them to ease them back home. But if we push too much, we can lose them for a long time. Speak life over the children. Pray that God will touch their hearts and speak to them in a way that only he can and never give up on them. Continue to believe him for miracles. God is still in the business of blessings. We all want to help our children, but sometimes we have to faith in until we make it with them. We want to see them saved and delivered and changed, walking into their purpose. The same thing that God wants for all his children. He doesn't make us do anything. We all have free will, so he waits until they come to their senses, just like we did, and he invites them in. There is hope. God is amazing. When the Israelites were exiled and he brought Ezekiel to the Valley of Dry Bones in a vision, his surroundings looked dead, bones scattered everywhere in the valley. The bones symbolized people who lost their way, their faith, and he asked Ezekiel, if these bones can live. And he responded, oh God, you know. And he told Ezekiel to prophesy upon these bones and say to them, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these dry bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring upon flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Prophesy means to say that a specified thing will happen in the future. Sometimes we have to say to the things in the future, say the things in the future and future tense to get things to start happening based off our belief system and confidence. We say things in authority of God. 
We may have to start predicting our children's future by saying out loud, my children will be saved in the name of Jesus. They will be set free and delivered in the name of Jesus. They will go to college in the name of Jesus and not experience poverty in the name of Jesus. We have to come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Having faith in God takes the pressure off you. Having to form a resolution that you may not know the answer to as of yet. But if we put our faith on him, he takes responsibility over your problem. As a parent myself, the worst of times for me is when my child goes through battles that I can't win for them. I feel horrible, but I give them over to God. And I give them the same advice as I would have to take myself. And that is to reach out to God, pray, stay in constant dialogue with him, the almighty. Have faith that all things will work out for your good. Believe in him and his capabilities. Some people have businesses out there and their businesses have been suffering. They are totally investing every bit of finances into their company and they are struggling to keep the business afloat. They are exhausted and they're exhausting fortunes on their merchandise and equipment, barely making it through in this season. It seems like you are dishing out more than what is coming in. And it's frustrating because you are trying everything you know to do within your limitations, but nothing is working. You believe in your heart that God made a way for you to start the business. And unfortunately, and fortunately, all you can do is place the business in God's hands. Have faith that he will grow the business, bear through the long suffering. It may be a test to see if you can be faithful over the little things that he gives you. Then you will be faithful with much and he will definitely reward you for your faith. And to have faith, you make a firm decision to trust God, not based on what you can see, but what you can't see. And you are acting upon what you believe to be true. What is believed to be true is the things we know about him. Things that reflect his character, like him being on time, merciful, protector, healer, provider, way maker, miracle worker. And when we read the Bible, we read through Jesus performing miracles. And even though we are not literally, or we were not literally there, when you read the scriptures, I mean, the scriptures just come alive and it speaks to me. And although I didn't see the miracles happening, I think about the miracles that he's doing right now because there are, there are blessings all around us. The fact that we are here today on this beautiful Saturday and we are living life is proof that God not only exists, but he extended to us mercy and grace to live another day that wasn't promised to us. We didn't deserve it, but he allowed it. Some of us have experienced moments where we could not have been in the land of living. 
So every day waking up is bringing faith to someone. Some people were involved in catastrophic situations where they didn't make it out alive. We hear how some had fatal and chronic illnesses, car accidents that left them paralyzed, but was prayed over and was healed because they believed and their faith made them whole again. I remember that I struggled with an illness years ago. I could not get well. I was in and out the hospital. I kept going through the prayer lines. I went to convocation after convocation, revival after revival, service after service, and still was not getting better. It felt worse actually. At my home church with my former pastor, he asked me if I had faith that God could heal me. He stated that God wanted to heal me, but I needed to believe that he could do it. And at that time, I just could not believe it for myself. I fell down about it because I wanted to trust God, but so many bad things were happening in my life that I just could not find the energy to do so. I didn't want to feel let down again, but one day that feeling changed. I told God that I wanted to live and not die. And I said, Father, I believe that you can heal me. It didn't happen instantaneously, but it happened for me. I think on that day often when doubt sinks in my spirit. God did not have to do that for me, but he did it. That issue that he delivered me from, it really increased my faith in him. And now I know that he's capable to do whatever he wants to do. He had a plan for me just like he has a plan for you. We have to forget what it looks like in our mind. The enemy can make her circumstance appear like it is no hope. Just recently, I received a phone call from a pastor, a good friend of mine, and her granddaughter had to be rushed to the emergency room because her sugar levels was around 600. Her feet was turning black and they could not get her sugar levels down. She called for immediate prayer. And my friend, who is a pastor, was crying hysterically in tears. Tears that began to fall. And it hurt me so bad that I couldn't help but to tear up myself. But I had to reset and regroup myself. And I said, no, we're not going to pretend like this baby has no hope. And we joined in on the prayer. And we prayed. I told the father that I believe she is healed. And I'm grateful to God on today for a good report. The baby's levels is normal and she can go back to school next week. It is nothing that we did. All of this has something to do with his will for her life. But we still pray to God. We still hold on to faith. We don't throw anybody in the grave because how it looks to us. God has the final say over our lives. He will do as he pleases. It's our job to stand firm and walk by faith and not by sight. There has been numerous of times where I believe for things to come true and kept the faith no problem. And times where I lacked in faith in certain areas of my life. But I recognize that there is power in faith. To believe in God's word, 
his promises and staying patient while he is working out your problem is a hard task. Without faith that he can deliver can lead us to sadness and feeling of hopelessness. There was a song that said, you have to see it before you see it or you never will see it. We first have to establish faith by believing in him. How do we do that? We have to let God in by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Faith is something we can all improve on. We would, who wouldn't want abundance of faith? But we have to start with learning who God is in order to trust him. So my question is to everyone, who is God to you? Is he somebody that is there when you need him? Is he somebody that is your afterthought after all things has failed and you exhausted every possibility to help yourself, but nothing is working out, so now you're leaning independent on him? Is he somebody of value to you? We can definitely grow in faith even when our thought is to doubt. In moments where we are weak in the flesh and low in spirit, if we reach out to God and confess how we are feeling, keeping the lines of communication open, drawing near to him, he will certainly draw near to you. We all need help activating faith. He has never promised us that days were going to be great every single day. We have tests and trials that will shape our faith, stretch our faith, but we do not throw in the town. There are days where we might feel alone, but we are not alone in this world. It might seem like nobody cares, but God cares. You might feel like nobody understands, but God understands. People might leave you hanging, but God will never forsake you. This might sound crazy to some, but our worst of times can be our best of times. Not in the manner of long suffering, but in a manner of knowing that when you suffer, you see God in the fire with you. Sometimes you go through hardcore moments. You step into the fire, but you don't feel the true heat. You step out that fire and don't even smell like smoke. Why? Jesus was there helping you all the time absorbing all of that heat for you. And there are levels to faith. As you grow with God, you will see that your level of faith increases as you begin to let God direct your path. You will notice that God will walk with you. God will talk with you. God will counsel you every step of your life if you let him. And our faith is strengthened when we see the acts of God come to pass in our lives or somebody around you. And I believe that it has to be through personal experience or hearing testimonies of others who share situations of how they overcome stumbling blocks with God. And to the hearers of those who are inspired by hearing the mighty words of God, it gives us something to believe in and hold on to, which is also helping us develop faith, knowing that 
his word states that there is no favoritism with God. He loves us all the same. God is able. What is he able to do? Everything. We all wrestle with faith. Sometimes it can be due to the severity of challenges that you are facing, making it overwhelming for you to feel close to God. Maybe you feel impatient with God. Maybe you trust him with certain things, but not all things. We all react in different ways, but it is important to know that Jesus understands. With just a small amount of faith with God, all things are possible. Lifestyles and upbringings, they cause us to react in different ways. So when we talk about remarkable faith, we're talking about walking even step by step, waiting for his direction, even if it's blind. Sometimes we go into situations blindsided. Abraham went into a situation blindsided. When the Heavenly Father told him to uproot his family and go to the place where he would show you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Abraham was lost for words. But by obedience and through his faith, he did what God said. And there were moments, scary moments, that he encountered where he thought that he might die. So he lied and said that his wife was his sister to get him out of trouble because he thought that because she was so beautiful that he would be killed. But God was with him and he worked everything out for his good. So we will encounter problems along the way. But you have to hold on to God. You have to listen to his voice. And your faith will grow. Spiritually, you will grow just by staying connected to him. And you don't let people persuade you one way or another. You're not looking towards people for guidance, maybe to pray with you during hard times, but not for direction because you're solely trusting in God fully and completely because you know that God would never steer you the wrong way. Learning to lean on God comes by you recognizing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Life would take you through ups and downs and without faith in God, it will be a bumpy and hilly road for us. Challenges are hard tasks and we need our heavenly father's strength to endure hardship or we won't master the Goliaths, the giants in our life. King David mastered to kill a giant named Goliath with a sling because he had faith that God would allow him strength to do so. He stepped up while the other Israelites were scared to even confront the giant. Their faith was not remarkable. In fact, they lacked faith in God's ability to win the battle. I am persuaded that David's faith grew from that experience. He knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was with him. And that is amazing to realize that God is with you, not against you. You have somebody that is greater and bigger and bigger than all the universe. With all power, 
and all control. Somebody that can see ahead and navigate you better than yourself, better than friends and family, better than your pastor or church community. Sometimes we tend to run towards people when we get into a jam, but those same people we run to needs guidance themselves. Nobody has arrived to the holiness and perfection like God has or is. We are striving towards it, but has not yet arrived. Faith is described as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. When you combine remarkable and faith, the two represents a manner of the way you are walking in complete obedience to God. And that is why remarkable faith stands out to him and pleases him. And without it, he knows that you will lack in your ability to trust him. Therefore, you will not be quick to obey him since you don't believe in him. Believing, trusting, and doing what he says to do is required of us. Not questioning every detail. But believing that your outcome will be for your good. Because once again, his character reflects goodness. May there be a blessing to all that heard the message. You're receiving a message from new life with new hope. And may God bless you. May God keep you. And God surely loves you. Until next Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Spirit still say yes. There is more that I require of thee. Will your heart and soul say yes? Now will your heart and soul say yes? Will your spirit still say yes? Yes. If I told you what I really Will you?
Say yes. It's the person next to you. Would you still say yes? Now will you?